0: Table Reads with Sean McBee, Kelly LeVier, and Joshua Baker.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Table Reads. I'm Sean McBee. I'm here with Kelly LeVier and Joshua Baker.
2: Welcome back, Josh.
1: Welcome back, like Kelly. Like the thing you just heard said, you know, we're all here. Uh, this is our
3: 90th episode of Table Reads. We're going to ride go-karts at 100.
2: Yeah, Josh actually just pitched that to us in the interview. Now it's yep. in the
3: r- recording, so now we have to. That's true. Check after on Dr- us in after, 10 episodes. After Dragon Con though.
2: After Dragon Con. And
3: Thanks,
1: Josh. we're going to have to record it. Yeah. We're going to have to record That's the podcast sounds while racing. While
3: racing. That sounds fantastic. You could like grab like a Mario Kart sound pack and like throw some sounds in there like I am worried. If we need to. We're in the cars. Well, That's
2: also I mean. definitely copyright infringement.
3: The- <laughs> For sure. Nah, you can can just say it's a spoof. Yeah, there you go. It's parody. Right.
1: Speaking of parody, (laughs) I almost feel like this Wonder Woman script is that.
2: I mean, it's not Wonder Woman if she's not sexy dancing for all the
1: men to ogle at.
3: Under a mirrored ceiling. You Mm -hmm. know, I feel like your Bacchus, though, was kind of almost bisexual. So, like, he could have gone either way. Like...
2: True, he may have been totally like, He seemed
3: like, yeah, he seemed like it was just like a test. The whole than...
2: thing reminded me of Sweet from um, Buffy, the musical episode. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what I was picturing the entire time. I was like, Josh, you've done this. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen this episode.
1: Yeah, that's true. Except it was just her and it was her choice. But yeah, still.
2: But the same kind of air, the same kind of setup of just randomly appearing when people are, you know.
3: It's like Christmas.
2: It's like, thanks, Griffin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, if you're confused about what we're talking about.
0: Previously on Table Reads.
1: Um Steve Trevor crashes his plane on the island, blah, blah, blah. All the original Wonder Woman origin stuff. He brings her to Gateway City, which is apparently like every city... San Francisco in the world rolled into one San Francisco 2006 yeah it's like San Francisco but also it's got like the international flair of New York or the strip in Vegas I guess because they got the pyramid and the Statue of Liberty or whatever anyway it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> <that's> the same <laughs> um, they, they mentioned the, the line uh, if you want to see the world go to Gateway City and walk 10 blocks so that's sure okay Uh, so she goes on a crime fighting montage to get the attention of Shrike, the nephew of Ares. Strife. Strife? Strife. Yeah. What did I say? Shrike? Shrike. It's
2: a character in the Witcher series. That's,
3: that's, yeah, that's Witcher.
1: It's actually also uh, a species on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this Mm. season. Mm. So that's where I'm getting confused. It was Strife? Strife, yes. Strife. To get the attention of Strife, who is the nephew of Ares. You don't hear a lot about god nephews. <laughs> nephews of gods. You hear about their children, like True. Like Hercules. Don't so much hear about the nephews, but go on, Strife.
2: He's the son of Ares, I think. Who's the goddess of Discord?
1: Cool. But nobody cares about that in this, apparently, because I it's think. just all about Ares. I'll
2: Google myself.
1: Kelly, if you said it, I'm
3: going to assume it's true. Yeah. I appreciate yeah, that. We're getting to that point, right? She is our own human Google. I hope she says things that aren't true and we just believe her. Because she, she looks at her phone and then we're like, oh, wow, wow. Like, yeah. <laughs> and we just believe it. We don't Google it later. <laughs> she 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 just holds up her phone real fast. Yeah, yeah. yeah like like no, a guy no. in the
1: movies flashing his, his wallet to make you think it's a badge. I was correct for what it's worth. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's a good bit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, um she's going to go find strife, I guess. I said it right this time, right? You did. Yeah. Now yeah. oh, it's messing me up.
0: Fade in.
1: Exterior, spearhead, afternoon. The building towers over us with gleaming phallic grandeur.
2: They love pointing that out. Yeah. Every time.
1: Yes, we get it. Skyscrapers are phallic. Nobody's like, he drives through the Holland Tunnel.
3: It's vaginal splendor. (laughs) God. It is like a giant
1: anus.
3: (laughs) (laughs) But they always
1: have to point out the phallus
3: symbols. I I guess he's saying it so it's like for the art director or the people like, you know trying to find the thing they're like make in sure it they- looks like
0: a dick like <laughs> in case they
3: don't know what a skyscraper looks right like.
1: yeah or they weren't tipped off by Bacchus just in the last This one scene looks this describing just this one this.
3: just looks particularly like a dick like it's, it's shaped rounded top. just like a dick like two smaller buildings at the base <laughs>
1: <laughs> thanks Joss The head of security approaches a guard as another talks with people inside a car.
3: We do retinal on every guest, no exceptions. They're really beefing it up. Well, that's not your business.
1: Sir. The head of security fades back in front of the bushes, watching the road. A golden rope whips out of the bushes and around his waist. He's pulled back in faster than he can blink. He hits the ground, the lasso still around his chest. It was around his waist before. He goes for his gun, but Diana shoves him back to the ground. Hi, we need some access codes. Interior, spearhead hallway, day. The camera pans up a pair of high heels, tight skirt, tightly buttoned (sighs) professional woman with her hair tied back and round glasses on. It's a classic look. In fact... It's Diana Prince next to a
3: Natalie-suited Steve. What does Natalie mean?
1: Like a sharply dressed.
3: Oh, like it's natural. Natty. I get it. Okay, Natty, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, I got it.
1: It's like antiquated and fine. (laughs) They come out of the elevator at the executive level,
3: head for Callus' office. God of War makes weapons. Talk about hide in plain sight
2: why should he hide nobody bothers to look
3: well we're looking and we're just looking okay remember when you found clean and just had a chat that was good let's chase that feeling
2: i won't fight unless it's time to
3: right i'm still really sold on our
1: idea that this was going to be nathan fillion it could work a young nathan fillion also, it's poor
2: Nathan Fillion.
1: Joss Whedon uses like five actors. Yeah, true. Wow.
2: I would rather be Nathan Fillion than David Borneo's, So,
1: for real, I fucking hate Angel. <laughs> Me too. From the beginning. Me too. I, I mean the character, not the show, because I couldn't get through enough of the show to form an opinion about it.
2: I wasn't. No. Mm. Glad we're all aligned on that. That Spike was.
3: Better. I completely agree.
1: He's never seen Buffy. I'm guessing. Josh,
3: I don't think I've ever seen a single episode of anything y'all are talking about. You are. Wow.
2: <laughs> we got some education for you yeah, yeah. You
3: are really,
1: really missing out. Right. I was. I, I was I in a so. bad relationship for four and a half years. It was bad almost the whole time. But she made me watch Buffy, and so I cannot have s- such terrible feelings for her. Huh. Well. Wow. Yeah. I've watched it and rewatched it and it is Fantastic you need to watch it Okay the first season's rough you gotta push Through it but after that it's It's pretty great
3: okay I just Skip the stuff that's boring
1: No no I mean you have to watch it all Cause it all
3: I, I, know, I know I know I'm just, I'm just Irritating you fan people
1: You're trying to get a rise out of Kelly Good
2: luck <laughs> Edgy <laughs> I miss her my crown and glory
1: all right where are we oh yeah interior assistance office moments later he's young and square-jawed a comer
3: he looks up as they enter hi steve trevor and diana prince i'm sorry i think we're early If, if i could just get a water that'd be great still sure just let me check my
1: book He reaches under the drawer. Diana grabs his head and smacks it down on the desk brutally fast. My water thing was working. He's out. He was going to call the guards. Oh. She pulls a gun with a silencer out from under the drawer. I was wrong. I'm going to make a soundbite of Kelly saying that. (laughs) (laughs) Play it, play it, play it, play it. it, it. (laughs) Interior, Calus's office. Moments later. As the doors smash open, Diana and Steve behind them reverse on Callus, sitting calmly at her desk.
2: Well, that's a bit much.
1: Diana whips her lasso around Callus's neck. Callus looks down
3: at it calmly.
2: Let's talk.
3: And hands where we can see them, please.
2: Weaved by the oracles at Delphi, blessed by Athena, am I right? So you do serve Ares. Oh, yes.
3: Why? does it work if i ask stuff
2: his power is practically limitless and he's chosen me to run his empire on earth do you know what that makes me
3: the bad guy
2: (laughs) what are you planning to do to gateway destroy it
1: her calm shakes diana a little there's a real vulnerability to the question
2: why because we can People get above themselves and they need to be reminded how fragile they are. All the wars and all the weapons that we can manufacture will never be as blessed as mass mindless fear. Gateway will be the first of many great cities to collapse and we will enter a golden age of fear and apathy and everybody in the world will do as they're told."
1: She has them wrapped and she knows it. She smiles.
2: Plus, it's really helped me out with some zoning issues. (laughs) How? How are you going to do it? You should have asked that
1: first. Diana dives into Steve, knocking him to the ground as gunfire erupts from behind them. Six heavily, almost science fictionally, armed guards are taking positions just outside the room. Callus stands, free of the lasso.
2: You should have been quicker.
1: To the guards. A guard starts into the room, and Diana kicks the door from the floor, swinging it into his face with riot mask-shattering force. Does he have a riot mask, or is his face just gonzo now?
2: I have my bed is gone.
1: Yeah. She leaps up and grabs Callus, holding the rope to her throat.
2: Is there another way out?
1: Callus puts her hand on the painting, and the tapestry rises. The steel door lowers behind them. Diana kicks the desk so hard it goes through the doorway and part of the wall, knocking down a couple more shooters. Go! He races into the war room. Gunfire makes Diana let go of Callus, who pitches forward as Diana follows Steve out. Interior, spearhead war room, continuing. Diana and Steve race through to the other side. Everyone stares at them stupidly, until gunfire makes everyone in the room duck and cover. A burst nearly gets them. Diana deflects, but they're forced to take cover behind a console. Diana grabs a couple of computer disks and whips them at the guards. One cracks a faceplate, one digs into a forearm, and two guards are out of the game. Now! He runs low. She follows, deflecting a couple of shots, and a tech guy bolts from his hiding place, freaking, colliding with Diana. The guards fire indiscriminately. Close on the tech guy, as he jolts with three impacts, looking at Diana in bewildered pain. He drapes himself on her as she stumbles back, thrown. He dies, staring at her. It's weird. Steve pulls her out of the door to the prayer chamber as she looks up at the guards in rage, deflecting the last few shots almost automatically. Interior, prayer chamber, continuing. The hanging statue of Ares looms over them as they enter. Steve is looking for a way to bar the door. This thing doesn't lock. And a still stunned Diana looks up to the grotesque eyes of the hanging Ares statue right above her. She whips her rope around its middle and heaves, bringing the thing down onto the floor. She pushes it against the door, its marble head smashing into the dust as it hits. We hear thuds and shots from the other side, but the door isn't budging now. Interior, the silo, continuing. The silo is empty, and Steve nearly plummets over the railing edge. The drop seems endless. There are walkways at various levels, but no stairs. All about them, various machines come to life. Designed for repair, welding, and bolting, most of them attached to the walls. They reach out and start firing bolts, lasers, and some insectile repair repair bots crawl menacing down at them from above, wielding saws and pincers. What the hell is this place? For real? Like, I know that's Steve's line, but (laughs) you could just have easily been thought thinking that. True. What were you saying, Kelly?
2: I don't know. I think I was just about to read my line, but the you are accurate. I have no idea where we are at this point. (laughs) Hold on to me.
1: He grabs her in around the waist and shoulder, leaving her arms free. Oh, I hate this a lot. They step off the edge and plummet down the seemingly endless shaft. At the last second, Diana whips out her lasso and hooks it onto the lower pla- lowest platform. They swing into the wall, Diana taking the brunt from the impact. Steve is jarred loose, and they just grab each other's hands, swinging precariously. Don't pull a Gwen Stacy. <laughs> 20 feet below them, The black hole suddenly starts to iris-closed, giant sheets of gleaming metal sliding out of the wall. Get ready. She swings Steve and drops him. He rolls and slides along the moving metal, dropping into the hole. Diana pulls the lasso free and lands on her feet, does a swimmer's dive headfirst into the hole a microsecond before it closes completely. Alright, this is another trope that the Marvel movies have mostly eschewed. But that I really hate seeing in superhero movies, especially when there's a set piece that's made out to be like a video game set where there are like crazy obstacles to get through mm-hmm. that are unmotivated. Like Indiana Jones can go through something like that because it's a booby trapped Mayan temple or whatever it right. is. That makes sense. But this is an office building. With some giant irising thing and like all these obstacles. I'm picturing it like
2: a grain silo at this point.
3: I'm picturing it as a nuclear boarhead silo.
2: I mean that's probably what they're going uh, for. That's what I'm
3: I mean. Yes. It looks like a dick. It's <laughs> true.
2: Yeah. She literally went down the shaft. So.
3: Right? Like it was endless. <laughs> hmm. Um I just I I hate that and I wanted to air my grievances. It does seem silly. It mm-hmm. seems silly. It's like a Mario game. Yeah. All of a sudden, we're wahoo! Like, <laughs> and no
2: one ever has any issues with it.
3: Yeah, they're not but, like, what the hell is this? Like,
2: the yeah. door always closes
3: yeah, just it, as they yeah, make it through. Yeah, it or doesn't like, cut her foot off or something, right.
2: or.
1: or even on a more basic level, like a uh, three-story-high railing or a uh, platform with no yeah. railing. Yeah,
3: doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and
1: and there's never any tension there. You're never like, ooh, is she gonna make it through the door? Yeah. For Iris is closed, like I would really much rather see a tense standoff between two characters. Yeah. I agree.
3: Yeah, I see what you're saying. It's making like wasted screen time.
1: Yeah. 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 It's it's like 50% of the Hobbit movies is this. <laughs> well, there should not have been 3 of those, so. <laughs> you know, having watched two of them and not bothering with the third one I didn't watch the
3: third either I I watched all of them for the first time having fever dreams like I had food poisoning so they weren't that bad I mean that's
2: that's the only way that they were I don't remember
3: them but (laughs) (laughs) that's for the best (laughs) they were a salve to my I I really feel (laughs)
1: like like Peter Jackson wrote the scripts and went all right, now let's get to work (laughs) squandering all this goodwill I've built up
2: well he didn't want to do three the studios made him do three
1: That makes sense. But did he have to do any of them as terribly as he did? That seems. I don't think it was the.
2: I don't think that was the goal. But
1: anyway, enough Hobbit talk. That's our other podcast. (laughs) Welcome back us on Wednesday.
3: (laughs) Hobbit talk. Welcome back to Hobbit talk. (laughs) See you in the Shire next week, where we interview Gandalf.
1: (laughs) Or wish God, (laughs) if he shows up on time. (laughs) Now where the, I <laughs> the don't know. fuck were we? Before it closes completely. Interior. Bottom of the shaft. Continuing. <laughs> Diana falls another twenty feet before she hits metal. The huge, nearly pitch black shaft oh is curving. And but, I can't.
3: And it's she slides headfirst down. <laughs>
1: She slides headfirst down it at a breakneck speed till it levels out, and then she collides with a standing Steve. They right themselves. We gotta keep moving. They dwindle down the endless dark tunnel. No one follows. Interior, tunnels under the city, continuing. It's the same chamber the reporter died in. Diana jumps up, pulls Steve after her. He's exhausted. (sighs) This must go up to the subway or or sewer or... She is rapt. He turns, following her gaze. And the camera comes around to frame the two of them in front of the mural. The armored figure on horseback, fighting the dragon. She actually reaches out to touch it.
3: It's, uh, St. George. He fought a dragon.
2: And the dragon had two heads.
3: I wasn't there. (laughs) Like
2: Chimera. Head of a lion, body of a serpent, head of a ram. An engine of destruction run through by Bellerophon. This is what Bacchus sent me to find. I have to fight this. A dragon. That giant room, the tunnels. See the buildings coming down? The Chimera is here. It's already working. This was left for me. It's the sign.
3: It's not a sign. It's graffiti. Technically, it's vandalism. She turns on him, genuinely pissed.
2: What is wrong with you? Why do you still deny what is right before your eyes?
3: What's wrong with me? B- By the way, Diana, how was your day? Anything special happen? She
1: stops, steaming, her voice lower.
2: His own people shot him. I didn't think they would do that.
3: Of course they would do that. If I could have saved him. How many more people are you going to wish you could have saved? You look at this, you see dragons. I see buildings coming down, and people in those buildings die.
2: They're already dying. I'm trying to keep it from getting worse.
3: And it never occurred to you that you're the reason it's getting worse? You stand up, call yourself a hero. The uglies are going to have to bring you down. There's an old saying, when elephants fight, the mice get trampled. That's not a saying. It's not, but Steve's going to make it one. You made it up.
2: (laughs) So I should what? Putter around in my plane, bringing help to one of a thousand needy people? That's a life's work?
3: I used to think so.
2: So this is why you're so bitter. Because I...
3: Again, this is not the time to talk about my feelings, Diana.
2: Because I make you feel small.
3: Well, we're all small compared to you. From up there, we probably all look like ants.
2: I thought you were mice.
3: We're human beings, Diana. And that's something you will never understand.
2: Your people have lost their way. The world crumbles and they do nothing. They need a hero to show them what can...
3: Yes, yes, we need a hero, not a demigod sent on high to lecture us about potential. We need someone with no advantage, no hope, who's still out there trying. A hero who doesn't decide ever to be a hero. They're forced into it, and they step up, and they live with the consequences. Steve
1: read the Joseph Campbell book, apparently. Yeah, apparently. He's in her face,
3: seething with conviction, and she is shaken. You'll make your show fight your fight and people will love you for it. And then they'll need you and then they and then they'll need you for it. And it'll start to grate to bore you. And one day you'll just go back to paradise because every day you wake up knowing you can just go back to paradise. You're not a hero, Diana. You're a fucking tourist. Ouch. (sighs) And he is slammed to the floor
1: by strife. Diana stepping back Startled, as Strife has Steve down and a sword to his throat, he looks up at Diana.
4: I was in position three minutes ago. I just had to let him finish.
1: (laughs) She whips her lasso around his blade, and he instantly yanks the blade away, pulling her off of her feet. So she uses her momentum to knock him off Steve. They roll, come up. She goes for him, but he's fresher and has a sword. And as he hacks at her, her barely deflecting with her bracelets.
4: So this is a sign, is it? A portent just for you? Your arrogance is a delight.
1: Steve hits Strife on the back of the head with a two by four. It splinters, Strife turns, and Diana lassos his arms to his side and Pyle drives her elbow into his face, sending him flying as she calls out.
2: Get out! Go!
1: Steve hesitates Diana looks And Strife stands He slices through the lasso with his blade The glow comes off it as it falls limply to the ground He holds his blade up Forged by Vulcan And disapparates
2: (laughs) Back to Hogwarts Disapparates
1: I, I paused on that because I have never heard that word outside of Harry Potter Me neither And disapparates, reappearing behind Steve with the blade at his throat.
4: Diana tenses up. Please don't mistake this for a standoff. His head is severed. More than my life or anything after, I want his head. One thing saves him. He holds out his free hand in a fist, loosens it,
1: and from it drops a small chain. Here we go. Here we go. Just six (laughs) links
4: old, burnished metal. Do you recognize this? Maybe you're too young. I know what it is. The chain that bound the first Amazons. The chain that took their power. The
1: chain moves in his hand, twitching slightly. Steve sees the pain on Diana's face. Submit to my will. And I won't kill him. Diana hesitates. Steve can barely hiss. Take him out. She looks at him.
4: A true Amazon would never even have hesitated. Your decision is made. Now say it! No. Yes. Yes? I... submit. Do it. Slowly,
1: she gets on her knees Holds out her two hands <laughs> Yikes Here we are <laughs> The chain rises, twitching like a snake Pointed at her, straining at her uh. I submit The chain shoots out of Stripe's, Stripe's grasp And attaches to her bands We pan up from her hands to her face And there is color drained from it Not just ash and shame She looks less vital less alive. If your mother could see you now. Diana looks at herself, at her chains, at her torn and tawdry outfit. Wow. Wow.
2: Wow. Tawdry. One minute ago, it was empowering.
1: It was a
3: badass outfit. Yeah. Now it's tawdry. It was the outfit. Yeah, the outfit. Yeah.
1: Strife throws Steve violently to the ground as he strides to her. He descends on her cloak billowing. Then they are gone. Steve looks Breathing hard at nothing.
0: Table Reads will return after this brief word from our sponsors. What's up docs and
3: Docettes? Trevor Thompson, the self-appointed Looney Tunes critic here. And if you like old cartoons and watching online reviewers dissect them, then you probably said the same thing I did about two years ago. Hey, what the f- Here,
4: watch your language, bud.
3: Every Saturday morning, I do a brand new commentary of a Warner Brothers short. All throughout the month, I do video essays examining the history of these cartoons. Catch my videos on YouTube.com slash Ferris Wheelhouse 2. Or just use the hashtag Looney Tunes critic. And now, here's Eric Bauza, the new voice of Bugs Bunny. <laughs> You've
0: been listening to the Looney Tunes Critic. (laughs) Ain't he a stinker? Lights. camera, Action. So the movie's kaput. Which means your script ain't worth the buffalo shit on a nickel. Now, back to Table Reads.
1: So... Is it just me, or are they set th- setting this up so Steve's gonna have to rescue Diana? Yep, yep. from her bondage.
3: Strife got a chain boner
1: from her naked like it, bondage
3: uh, and that's, her tawdry outfit.
1: Yeah, see, that's that's where it gets problematic. Like, uh, yeah, the
3: man has to save Diana, who'd like who's beat the and, shit out of everything up into this second yeah. until she just chose fuck it, like
2: and to th- save the language- a man the language i submit yeah it's just it's all problematic
1: and i mean it's it's from the wonder woman mythos i know but it's from the dark not the good part yeah 1940s wonder woman yeah don't go
2: don't you have like 80 years to draw from don't pick (sighs) that
1: yeah i mean it's it's icky is what it is and and we're committed to finishing it I'm all, all I can think about is like... <laughs> is the letter from Joss's wife.
2: Yeah, same. I'm
1: like, oh uh, yeah. Man.
2: This dude clearly not a feminist.
1: But Buffy's still great.
2: Buffy is great, you do have to watch Buffy. Oh okay. But
1: it's so fantastic. Like, I kinda wanna rewatch all of Buffy r- right now.
2: Same, except I'm rewatching Lost right now. Oh,
1: yeah. You mentioned that a couple episodes ago.
2: Yeah. The world's greatest TV show.
1: Oh, yeah. I didn't watch that either.
2: Josh, we're just going to sit you down.
1: Shit. (laughs) Yeah.
3: It's time. Submit. Submit. I submit. I have
0: tawdry outfit on. (laughs) (laughs) Fade in.
1: Jungle. Yeah, I I didn't realize if we did the one right before that.
3: Breathing hard at nothing. Angle,
1: for a moment, we see we are inside Strife's teleporting experience, and it's unreal and agonizing. Diana stretched and deafened. And then we're exterior jungle day. The two appear on a hilltop in deepest South American jungle. Beyond is more jungle, and more beyond that. Beautiful, do you think?
4: I come here when
1: I want to be alone. His touch is almost invasive as he feels her weakened body.
4: Oh my God. And you are so alone.
1: He clutches her head. Ooh, sexy. Clutch the head.
4: (laughs) These slackened muscles. Slow reason. You want to die of shame, but you'll do anything to live. They always do, humans. So live, for as long as you can. (laughs) He
1: tosses her back hard and she falls, hits her head on a rock with a crack. Blackout. Exterior, jungle, night. Thunder is what snaps her eyes open. It seems like it was bright a second ago, and now it's dank black all around the dankest dungeon you ever (laughs) saw (laughs) alright she lies a moment breathing hard, listening wind mixes with the sound of animals in the bush but she can't distinguish, can't place it she's experiencing these sounds in the human way as cacophony as she goes a little wild eyed at it she rolls over onto her stomach and there is a snake a big one, eyeing her it hisses and she looks at it with fearful incomprehension.
2: I don't... I can't understand.
1: It strikes at her... Wait. She, she's telling the snake she doesn't understand it? Yeah.
3: She's experiencing she doesn't understand the thing because now she's human so she can understand Steve's point of view, right? Or like, is it that he took away her, her gift of parcel tongue?
2: Very possible. He did disoperate.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She's fighting Voldemort.
2: Strife is Voldemort confirmed.
3: <laughs> like a Voldemort like a, with a burnished skull. <laughs> like a blister from the ground. Hmm.
1: <sighs> it would have been good to read him as Voldemort. Yeah. Easier on the throat. That's
0: true. <laughs> Harry.
1: <laughs> it strikes at her and she scrambles back, getting to her feet. Rain starts to pepper the ground as she makes her way blindly forward. Unseeing, unsure on her weak human legs. In moments, the rain is a torrent. Diana continues moving, loses her footing and slides down a ways. It's not a romancing the stone funhouse slide. It's awkward, made more so by her chained wrists, and ends with rocks. Diana cries out in pain. She gets unsteadily to her feet and stumbles to the bottom of a tree, where there is slightly less rain. She is at this point as muddy and disheveled as if she'd been out there a week. Her lips are white and shaking. Interior, Steve's workplace. Night. Steve and the gang all sit alone in the big room. Griffin paces as Sully tends to Steve's cuts. We have to do something. For the city. With Joanna gone.
2: Don't talk like she's dead.
1: She's not here. Spearhead
3: is, and they've targeted Gateway. So they've got a weapon of mass dragonness, or we don't even know. Isn't running the bestest ever plan? Isn't isn't running the bestest ever plan? Such a great voice I, for him. It's really hard. <laughs> it's for- his, it fits <laughs> his dialogue so well. <laughs> it does. What about the city?
1: They can come too. There has to be some way we can expose Spearhead.
3: On that. Uh, on what? The news that they own?
1: Strife. He struts about. Steve, you said he was an arrogant monster. Could we draw him out somehow?
2: That's the last thing we want to do. Strife just got the most powerful woman in the world to kneel before him. What do you think he'd do to the likes of us?
3: He didn't get her to kneel. He did not. He can't even look at them.
1: I did.
2: Oh, God. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that sounds a little braggy. Yeah. Yeah. Exterior jungle, day. We start on her feet, which are pretty torn up by now. Oh, that'll make a good chunk of the internet happy. The rest of her is not much better, as she doggedly makes her way uphill. She comes up to a crest to get a view of what's on the other side. The camera follows her, and what's on the other side is more of the same. A blanket of trees that spreads out forever. She squares her jaw against her disappointment. Starts making her way down the other side. Exterior, jungle, day. We see a bunch of mangoes atop a tree. Hear efforts from below frame. Tilt down to see Diana trying vainly to climb up and get some. She's making a decent effort. She is, after all, athletic. But she's chained, and she's got no purchase. She shimmies up then slinks painfully back down, finally letting go and dropping on her back. Exterior, same. A bit later. She's got a long branch, is trying to scrape them... Wait, she's got a long branch, is trying to scrape them off, and does, one plump mango, dropping off and landing, and rolling away as Diana drops the stick and scrambles after it, and it rolls into a stream. She splashes in, chases it a few feet and goes down on a caught ankle, her cry of pain telling us she has twisted it at best. She gingerly pulls her leg free as the fruit drifts quickly away. Exterior jungle, dusk. Diana's coughing is harsh and intense, doubling her over. When it subsides, she looks up, regaining her equilibrium. She is as sweaty as she is pallid. She's using a crutch. She looks up, and for a moment we are in her POV. The surroundings are blurred at the edges, sounds eerily detached. She shakes her head to clear her vision, gets another view of the landscape, and sees a line of smoke coming from far away uphill. She changes direction, picking up her pace as best she can. Exterior, Steve's workplace, morning. Through the window, we see the gang still talking. Griffin is bringing in coffee, Sully yawning in the morning light. Pulls back to see a young gangster looking in at them. He crosses the street as a limo pulls up. The window comes down to reveal clean. Yeah, they all
3: there. Four of them, same as at the club. No Wonder Woman, huh? Not for a while. I think that's what they're talking about. As if the strong lady's
1: out of the game, and then it's my turn to play. Yeah... I'ma do real good. Exterior Jungle Day. Diana is trying to make her way uphill. She looks for signs of the smoke, but the trees are thick. She looks hungrier and hollower than we have ever seen her. A few more steps and she collapses in the brush. She nearly passes out, but again she shakes her head to clear it. She starts pulling herself along the ground. A machete enters frame by her face. Angle Her warped POV, as she looks up, is of a middle-aged South American peasant. (laughs) He is holding the machete inches from camera, speaking harshly in his own language.
3: I don't want to try a South American accent. I think that's What are you doing here? (laughs) We don't want any trouble. Go back down. Go back down and leave us alone.
2: I'm sorry. I, I don't understand I don't understand
1: a middle-aged woman and her son come through the brush 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 come through the brush they come through the brush (laughs) the woman starts arguing with the man he's pointing at her chains then out into the distance she overrules him says something to her son the son grabs the chain and starts pulling Diana up that's uh, if you're trying to help her that's not how you do that Mm. If you're trying to sell her, that's how you do that. That's how you do that. The man comes at her, and for a moment she tenses, but he gets in front of her and lets the sun drop her arms over him as he hoists her on his back and starts up. Exterior, village, continuing. It's a small village of tents and huts, maybe 20 people total living here. They stare at Diana as the man dumps her by the nearest open tent, at which sits an old woman. Diana leans back against the tent, breathing hard, still not sure what to expect. Someone puts a canteen of water to her lips and she drinks it, spilling as much as she takes in. I have to dance. The old woman hands her a piece of flatbread. Shaking, Diana brings it to her lips, stopping before she eats.
2: I'll repay you. It's not charity. I'll work. I can work.
1: I don't like how utterly and devastatingly broken she is.
2: I don't understand how much time has
3: passed. It went so fast.
2: Yeah. It was
3: instantaneous. She's a badass, like avoiding horrible traps and shit. And then... She's been in those chains for like an hour. Yeah, Yeah.
2: that's how I feel. It's like, wow, okay.
1: And she's like, my spirits are broken because I don't have superpowers and I've had a lot of trouble getting mangoes. And I've like never eaten in the past 600 years. Well,
3: maybe she's just like... Maybe it's like taking away the like godliness of the Amazon or whatever, like the I'm powers sure of the Amazon, and then like, you're just so human and you're vulnerable, right? That's what she's he's a trying woman. to. Yeah. Right. Right.
1: If she's just a normal woman, then she's weak and vulnerable and broken.
3: I was gonna say it feels like most of the what Steve has gone through in this story, like that's kind of like the same. Superman
1: too.
2: I just need like if this has been like three weeks that's a different matter, but they're treating it like it's been two hours. Yeah. yeah.
1: But Superman too, Clark Kent loses his powers, and or Superman loses his powers, and he's going around as Clark Kent, and he's never this broken, even when some hillbilly beats him up in a bar.
3: He's never like, oh. that's true. Yeah. It'd have to be a lot of time yeah. to have elapsed, right? Like.
2: Yeah, they really should have designated that.
3: Yeah,
1: like she should be like, slurping grubs out of a log.
2: Yeah. Like to, a
3: badass, right? She, like, makes a spear or something and, like... Yeah. Yeah, not yeah. clumsily drops a mango. Yeah, this is... And
1: breaks her leg. Yeah. This is bad. Yeah. Thank God. It was
3: too good for a little while.
2: It was too good for a little while.
3: But page 87. Everything we goes downhill.
2: Infamous page 87.
1: Um... Oh, yeah. She bites into the bread, gingerly, then cramming it in as f- <laughs> as for the first time ever. A tear runs down her face. Fuck you, Joss Whedon.
2: To be fair, I also will cry the next time I eat carbs because they'll be so good, so <laughs> that's
1: fair.
3: Hand you a piece of flatbread. <laughs> Interior,
1: silo, day. At first, it's just sparks and flashes. Then we see clearly... Magnetic arms retracting, level after level, from the long metal monster. Interior, spearhead war room, continuing. Kallus and the Ops are monitoring. And go! Interior, silo... That was op (laughs) 5. Clearly. (laughs) In case you didn't recognize from the (laughs) voice. Interior, silo, continuing. The last arms pop back, and as it plummets, we get our first good look at the Chimera. It's a... It's long, metal, with insectile arms and machines attached or folded in hatches under the skin. At the bottom end is the lion's head, the the multi-drilled digging tool that glows with fire. The top end is the ram's head, a digging machine with giant teeth like the front of a bulldozer upside down and with two curved horns for scraping and pulling. Fire also spews from this side as well. Two heads attached by a hundred feet of thick metal serpent's body. Totally practical, but unsettlingly anthropomorphic. That's not anthropomorphic at all. Released, it shoots down the tunnel, eventually curving into the lower tunnel it has carved out of the earth and out of sight. Interior, spearhead war room, continuing. She's out, running hot, straight, and normal. Op 1 turns from his screen to Callus.
3: Take out a few more key structural supports and we'll be ready to play dominoes.
1: It has
2: to be tonight. and It has to be perfect.
3: Perfect is doable. By the time the dust settles, half the city will be gone. Not our half. And the chimera will be en route to Beijing. She's a beautiful monster.
2: It's a machine. Can we please agree that it's a
4: machine?
1: Miss Callus, well, there's someone here to see you.
4: That's Op 3. He's new. <laughs>
1: Exterior, village, day Diana is half asleep Clearly feverish When angry voices awaken her She peers out of the hut she's in Seeing five rebels Long since been co-opted by the drug trade Four men and one woman Are entering the village Yelling at an old man He offers them a bottle of liquid Which they take Then one of them kicks him in the gut Diana tries to rise But is too weak she shrinks back into the hut. The door is thrown open and, is, and she is pulled out, along with the rest. One of the rebels points at her and starts yelling. The man who found her explains quietly, but is slapped in the face. The head of these guys grabs Diana. Off to one side of the village, an old metal washtub has been overturned and a hidden hatch opened. Two of the rebels pull sacks of what might, must be drugs out of the pit below. The head guy tugs at Diana's blouse, looks down it, smiles. Wow. But the old woman is talking now, and the rebel runs his finger along Diana's head, smells the sweat, fever. He tosses her away like a plague dog. Other men grab her. Diana is pushed into the pit. Interior, Chalice's office. Afternoon. She sits behind her desk with the same smooth smile.
2: You know, I see a lot of potential in you.
1: Reverse to reveal clean, sitting opposite her. You're the second lady that's told me that. I must be doing something right.
2: The difference is I plan to help you realize that potential. What do you want?
1: Whatever God-fearing American wants. More. Talk is, there's about to be some restructuring here in town.
2: And who's doing the talking?
1: Well, that's the Daily Double right there, isn't it? The Strong Ladies posse, they all hiding out. Together. Really? Where? Interior. The pit. Day. Silence. Diana sits on the ground, weak and feverish, amongst the six or so others. Weak women. She looks to one side and sees a girl of eight staring at her intently. The girl says something, but Diana looks at her dully, not comprehending. The old lady who first fed Diana leans out of the shadows, speaks in heavily accented English.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Who's gonna be the old lady? I got a lot of directions. I'm tired of reading. Uh, Come on, Callie, be an old lady.
2: I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna do a broken English. Do an accent. Mm. Do it. She asks who you are.
1: Diana looks at them, then settles back against the wall.
2: It doesn't matter.
1: The girl speaks again, still looking as stern as a schoolmarm. The old lady translates.
2: She say you should remember. Say they take everything away from you, except for that.
1: Slowly, light breaks onto Diana's face as she hears the familiar words. She sits up, looks at the little girl. Angle, the old woman in the refugee camp, in slow motion and from Diana's PV, POV, asking her name, the hooker on the street in gateway, the indignant girl at the club eyeing her from her POV. All of these pass through Diana's head, all asking who she is, and she realizes who has been watching her all this time. Mother. At first, she looks down, Shamed but she takes a moment and looks at the girl straight in the eye. New determination on her wan and bloodied face.
2: Tell her I am Diana, princess of thy Say I am chained and humbled, but I am unbroken. I am an Amazon.
1: She stands, barely able to in the tiny space, looking out through the cracks in the bamboo grating.
2: And tell everyone to move back.
1: Exterior, village, interior, the pit, moments later. One of the rebels, gun slung over his back, opens the grate, tossing in a few scraps of food. Diana shoots up out of the darkness and pulls him headfirst into the pit. He thrashes about. Diana gets an elbow in his face, her precision and training still a part of her. He grabs at her and pulls her into the mud. They thrash like dogs, precision gone. Till Diana gets behind him with her chain around his neck and pulls. Ugly, relenting, unrelenting force in her arms until he slackens. Murder. Exterior, village, day. Diana peeps her head out. Two men remain in view, one woman. They are haranguing the man who found Diana about the food he's... What? They are haranguing the man who found Diana about the food he's laid in front of them. One of them goes in the hut. The other two watch, laughing as a sack of grain comes flying out. Diana slips out of the hatch and snakes her way along the grass while they're distracted. She makes it behind the cluster of huts, looks for something to wield, finds a shovel. Pablo! (sighs) Lots of dialogue here, or uh, description. Diana hears one of them calling out, looks to the hut. Angle The rebel starts for the hut and Diana comes around the corner, baseball batting the shovel in his face. He goes down hard as the woman starts to unsling her rifle, backing up, and Diana barrels into her, knocking them both down, getting the gun away. The woman rolls up and Diana swipes her in the knee with the shovel. The woman howls in agony and Diana comes up with an elbow in her face. The rebel inside comes out, firing. Diana dives out of sight. She gets up to crawl but the rebel fires through the flimsy hut walls as she drops to the ground again. She peers through the hole he's made, sees him advancing, and she's got no cover. The rebel comes to the other side of the thin wall, and Diana comes through it, knocking into him. He pulls away, trying to get his gun clear, and as she grabs his belt, as she falls before him, pulling him down. The fight gets dirty here, more room to maneuver than down in the pit but just as primal. He gets off a few wild shots and his clip is empty. He butts the rifle into Diana's bad ankle. She screams in pain and kidney punches him twice, three times, then swings her leg around his neck and holds him down, a wrestler's hold. He gets his knife free and she lets go, grabs his wrist with both hands. He punches her across the face and pushes her down, knife in her face, and she can only push back until she starts to prevail her strength and determination overwhelming his. Behind them, the female is not unconscious. She scrambles for her rifle. Diana twists her grip suddenly and breaks the guy's wrist. He screams as she puts her whole body behind the forearm that breaks his face. She goes down like a ragdoll, Diana standing barely, legs wide and shaking above him. She is breathing hard, the image of fury and power. From inside the hatch, the little girl watches. Diana holds up her chained wrists and begins to pull. The other woman gets to her gun, eyes still on Diana's back. Diana strains. Her straining becomes a low noise, an agonized roar, a scream of pain and resolve as in slow motion she snaps her chains apart. The chains crumble as they come apart, her wristbands clean of them. The woman fires. Diana blocks the shot behind her back without even looking. The woman is stunned but about to shoot again when the man who found Diana puts his machete gently to her throat. Diana moves toward the hatch as the old lady and the others come slowly out. Diana is not limping. There is color to her that has been lacking. She looks down at the girl.
0: Thank you.
2: She tells me she has something. A gift for you on top of the ridge.
0: Fade out.
1: We're going to have to find out what that gift is next week.
2: Dun, dun, dun.
1: Bum, bum, bum. So Steve didn't have to rescue her.
2: Yeah, but also, I mean.
1: This whole like, oh, even though I'm chained and I don't have my powers, I can totally beat up a whole village full of these bad guys because I realized who I am. Yeah. It still feels like when I was so easily broken. It
3: feels it's... like a charade.
2: And just yeah. like, they haven't uh, talked about what makes her any different than a regular Amazon. So like, no other Amazon was like, hey, I could probably break these chains.
1: Oh yeah, they never talked about her being made from clay or No, like nothing. Any of that Zeus stuff. So, mm.
2: it just seems like the other Amazons were lazy now.
1: So, he was like, okay, this whole, like, making her out of clay thing, that's a little too silly, but this whole bondage and chaining women up and taking their powers thing.
2: I could sell that's that. Stay
1: staying in That's
2: there. my jam.
3: So, why did Stripe just leave her in the jungle? Like, because I'm, bad I'm, guy, was, like,
2: of course he's uh, not going to just kill her.
3: Doesn't make any sense.
1: Uh, leave her in the jungle, and then... Uh, did they even say that he vanished yeah
2: yeah they did yeah yeah his yeah. teleportation disapparition
1: yeah okay I have a I have a confession for you guys mm-hmm. sometimes I'm not taking in all of what I'm reading <laughs>
3: that's fair <laughs> yeah because I'm a lot
1: I'm also trying to manage the music all the things and yeah. like
2: the music's been good. It's and been. You timing. haven't had to change that,
1: really. Yeah, it hasn't been like... Yeah. yeah, I'm trying not to change it as much because when I listen back to the episodes and I spend five minutes going, that music isn't right, it takes me out of a little bit. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Three choices. <laughs> so, anyway, let's get our plugs done real quick so Kelly can get out of here because she has a pressing engagement. Hardly.
2: Um... So I am going to be knee deep in my cosplay stuff. By the time this airs, I'll hopefully be done. If not, uh, definitely crying in a corner somewhere. Follow along at X Kira Kelly, X K I R A K E L L Y.
3: I do voiceover and video stuff. You can reach me at M E. That's me at Joshua J Do you have an easy place? People can see the videos you've produced. I do Vimeo slash Vimeo.com slash Mr. Joshua J Baker. All right. Is Mr. spelled out or is it MR? It's MR. Mm. All right. Good question. Shorter, shorter, faster that way. Yeah.
2: All right. Higher, faster, stronger.
1: (laughs) And if you like this show, which clearly you do, you made it all the way to the end. Good job, guys. Um, Do subscribe so you can get all our episodes right away when they post. Um, Leave a review on some platform if you feel like it. It's not a big deal. But really tell your friends like, hey, listen to this show, it's great. Or it's decent. Whatever you feel about it. You know, just get people listening, please. And if you want to learn more, you can go to TableReadsPodcast.com. You can follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash TableReads. Or on Twitter and Instagram at The TableReads. That's it for us this week. I think we're going to wrap up Wonder Woman next week. So tune in for that. We'll see you then. And until then, we'll miss
0: you podcast was created by sean mcbean for more visit tablereadspodcast.com cut to black